Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Uh, as uh, the NBA trading deadline approaches, and uh, as we introduced him the last time we spoke, nobody has their finger on the pulse of what's going on in the NBA, both uh, on the court and behind the scenes in the uh, smoke-filled rooms. And our friend from Yahoo.com, Adrian Wojnarowski, joins us on the AT&T Hotline. Good morning, A.W. How are you? Guys, what's happening? Question for you. And this is an either-or. It's an extreme. The Boston okay. Celtics, will they either do nothing before the trade deadline or do something large with one or some of the big four? I just don't know what large thing is out there for them to do. Mm-hmm. I, I think Danny's going to try, and, you know, he's – ready with any of the big three to to make a move if they can get them, you know, maybe some picks down the line, a good young player for down the line. But I, I just don't – right now, whatever that is, I don't think it's shown itself. And, you know, and as for Rondo, I, I don't see that happening. You know, Danny hates the phrase, build around player X. He said it's a concerted effort to bring people and whatever. But if you're going to use that term, build around – isn't Rondo a guy that helps you, as, as, as well as Doc, bring other high-profile players in here and turn this around more quickly than more slowly? Yeah, like, the thing with Rondo is, to me, he's the asset that they will keep. I hate that word, but he's the player that they keep to either, as you said, bring players in around him or use him. He's got a very good contract. You know, he doesn't. You know, the Celtics re-signed him on a favorable contract that they're going to use at some point, if you're, if you're Boston, you're hoping, if you're Boston, that you're going to use him at some point as part of the package to bring in a big star player, whether that's, you know, somebody who's trying to force his way out of another market, like whether it's a Chris Paul, a Dwight Howard. That's the kind of player that Boston has pursued in trades and has used Rondo for. And that's what makes sense with him. He's, he's there to be part of a bigger package for a superstar, for mm-hmm. a franchise player. They're not going to trade Rajon Rondo for spare parts for, to just get rid of him. That's not going to happen. And, you know, listen, there's very few players in the league you aren't going to trade for the guy, two guys I just mentioned. And, you know, that's always been Boston's, deal with Rondo, and they're not going to trade him unless they get a superstar back. So that probably tells you they're not going to trade him because that kind of player is not available to them right now. Now, Danny was on this radio station yesterday, and what you just said confirms what he said yesterday. Take a listen to Danny Ainge, and then we'll have you comment on this. You know, these things get out of control at this time of year, and I think that you guys logically know that we are not actively trying to trade Rondo. We talked about this this summer before the season started, involving in the Chris Paul situation. Uh, we said, no, we're not actively trying to trade Rondo, and that's still the case. Rondo is our best player. He's our most important piece of our future. There's no way that we are actively 
trying to trade Rondo. Uh, I feel like Rondo is making incredible strides as a player, as a leader, as a teammate, as a player in every way, offense and defense. And, you know, it's it's almost as silly to me as when the Patriots lose two games and people want to, you know, blame Tom Brady. <laughs> and, you know, when you're the best player on a, on a team that's not living up to your expectations, there's going to be you're a hot topic. Um, and I think that that's a, a lot of the stuff stems from that. Now, Adrian, that sounds pretty definitive to me, with the exception of the word we're not actively trying to trade Rajon Rondo. Right. And they're going to listen. And there's not a player in the league you're not going to listen. Well, there's a couple players in the league I guess you're not going to listen um, about deals for. Well, he's not one of them, but that doesn't mean, like Danny said, that doesn't mean they're out shopping him and saying, hey, what can we listen GMs will always, um, you know, they want to know what their player's worth. And so they may have conversations about what is, you know, he might, I'm not saying Danny has said this. I don't know if he has said this to teams, but he might say, what is Rondo worth to you to gauge how other people feel about him and what the market value is. That doesn't mean it's, geez, we got to get rid of this guy. What can we get for him? That's, that's two different things. Like, you know, Minnesota's doing that with Michael Beasley right now. They are shopping him. They want him off. You know, uh, they, they want to get rid of him. That, that's different. That's what they're doing. Boston's not doing that with Rondo. And, and yeah. Except, Adrian, there's a flaw here. They did it when uh, they thought they had a chance at Chris Paul. They did it when they thought they had a chance at Russell Westbrook. Why wouldn't they do it now with, say, Darren Williams? If they thought they could upgrade at the position – why wouldn't Danny be trying to put a deal together, trying to get some word from Darren Williams that he would sign, that he would stay here and make that trade? Because Boston, because New Jersey's not going to trade Darren Williams. New Jersey, New Jersey is waiting to pair Darren Williams with Dwight Howard. So New Jersey's not. There's no chance right now that New Jersey's going to dump Darren Williams. So I mean, like I, I agree with you. Conceivably, if you had a choice between the two, you would take Darren Williams, but he's not available. But so Darren Williams is not going to sign. He's going to be a. Uh, how's that going to work? Be a free agent? Well, he's what what he what he's going to do is if New Jersey, if either New Jersey trades for Dwight Howard before the trade deadline, or Dwight Howard stays in Orlando and becomes a free agent, Darren Williams is going to do one of two things. He's either going to re-sign with the Nets along with Dwight Howard, and the two of them are going to play together there, or if. Dallas can get Sean Marion's contract off, then he and uh, Dwight Howard could go to Dallas. And and New but Jersey, New Jersey's left with nothing. They'll be left with nothing. But New Jersey's not going to. New Jersey has put everything into, you know, this Dwight Howard um, getting Dwight Howard. They made the big deal for Darren Williams last year. Gave up a lot to get him, and they're not going to just give up on this. Um, I guess until if there comes a point where they get shut out and they're going to get nothing. But but I just don't think Darren Williams is either going to Dallas or he's going to sign a five year one hundred million dollar deal, in in you know to go to Brooklyn with the Nets. You have said that uh, there is interest in Pierce, and I think that might have been a few days ago before Pierce hit a wall. Uh, do you, do you see him as the more likely guy to get dealt, or uh, well, do you think they'll end up dealing neither or none of the above? Yeah, I think what I was asked, and I think it got taken a little. I, I was on a TV show, and what I was asked was. Who do you think the most likely guy is to get traded? And I said, my point was Pierce because 
just because he has money going forward. Like, and I, and I, and I wasn't trying to frame it as I think there's a deal imminent or, or team A, B, and C wants him. But I just think if Boston's going to get anything in return, I, I just think as a rental, I don't know how much they're going to get for as good as Ray Allen is, and he can really help a team, especially a, a team trying to win now, advance in the playoffs. Let's say the Clippers or or somebody who thinks, hey, we're one player away from maybe um, getting to the finals. I just don't know if um, you're going to see teams give up a lot for guys who are going to be rentals. And um, I only thought because Pierce has a team can keep Pierce for a while, that might make him a more likely candidate to go. And if you're Boston and you're looking to make a deal here, I just think if you're going to rebuild and you're going to let Kevin Garnett and let's just say you let Garnett and Ray Allen lapse off your cap and you don't do anything and the two of them leave and you get their money off, at that point you just go the rest of the way and move Pierce. I mean, no, you can't contend without – you're not contending now. At that point, you might as well go toward the full rebuild and, and move Pierce. Hey, Adrian, I'm not interested in reexamining stories from yesterday or the day before that other people wrote. But what I am interested in is finding out from an insider like you what the inner workings of life as a general manager are. When you read comments about, let's say, Rajon Rondo that says his personality has them, you know, desperately trying to trade him. He's high maintenance, his clashes with Doc, all of which have been in some form or fashion refuted by both Ainge and Doc today. Where do you think that stuff is coming from? I know for a fact where it's not coming from. If they are trying to trade him, they're not going to try to devalue their guy and float those stories. Are those general managers who might be interested but think the price might be too high and they're trying to bring Rajon Rondo's value down? I don't know where anybody else's reporting comes from. I'm not going to presume to know where somebody else does their reporting. I will say this, though. Teams who talked with – listen, teams who have considered – trading for Rondo and big deals, New Orleans, Oklahoma City, um, you know, and I'm just using those, those kinds of places where there has, you know, where teams have maybe examined, and I think some other places, they've looked closely, you know, those teams are all going to do their research, and they know that Rondo can be stubborn, and they know that he hasn't always gotten along great with his teammates, but you know what? There are a lot of great players in the league who are like that, and point guards. Russell Westbrook, there's the same knock on him in Oklahoma City. Especially sometimes with smaller guards, there's a tenacity, a toughness. What makes them difficult sometimes is what makes them great, and you have to live with that. That's part of, um, you know, for the Celtics, that's been part of managing him these years, and there's been a lot of ups and downs. There's no question when I talk to other executives and other coaches in the league, it's the question they have about him. And they've all they all do their research on it, and there's no question it's a factor. But Rondo's talent ultimately uh, supersedes all that, and and that's why you know he's worth it to Boston to keep because for whatever issues crop up and, and bad days they have with him, he's going to he's going to go put a triple double up, and he's going to win a game for you, and, and he's going to lead your team, and and so you live with that. What would Rondo mean to the Los Angeles Lakers going forward from the trade deadline? Well, I, I think that L.A. certainly wants a point guard. There's no question. I know Kobe loves Rondo. He loves him, and he'd love to play with him. But I've also been told, you know, for all the talk about that Gasol, I think somebody reported a Gasol 
Rondo deal at some point. Yes, yes. I've been told the two teams never, ever discussed. L.A. had never called Boston, and they've never discussed it. So I, I don't think it's anything that's really based in any reality. Do you think uh, that Orlando's going to hold on to Dwight Howard and just hope for the best? <laughs> they might. And they might. Yeah. And I think right now they're – I think Orlando senses just enough waffling with Howard to not give up on this yet. And when you and I was writing something about this for today, when you talk to you know guys in their locker room, don't feel like he's completely sold on wanting that he's a hundred percent that he wants to go. And and so I think they're holding on to that hope that they can swing him back around. They have, but they're going through a stretch right now of very tough games between now and the deadline. They lost last night to Oklahoma City. If they go on a slide here and they're not winning and they look, and they feel like I think what they're doing now is they're going out trying to find another player they can bring in to pair with him to, to maybe make one more run at it this year. But they don't have anything to trade. They don't really have anything that anybody wants. They have players and bad contracts who, who aren't worth what they're making. So as one GM said to me the other day, they're going to reach a dead end with trying to bring somebody in very quickly. And, probably, and then they're going to get to a more realistic place of, okay, what deal is out there with New Jersey, with a three-team deal that New Jersey will help put together for them, where they'll get a Brooke Lopez, they'll get picks, and maybe one other player and say, all right, it's time to move Howard. But they're not, they haven't reached that point yet. Adrian, final question for me. Why can't reason prevail in Orlando, where Orlando says to Howard and his agent, come join us, look us in the eye, and tell us what you're going to do? Is it simply a case of Dwight doesn't want to do that? Well, he has done that, and he says, I want to go, and I, I'm not going to stay. But Dwight's gotten to a point, and I know his agent had felt at some point it was, you know, if you when, when they didn't do the trade early in the year, I think the feeling with Dwight and, and, and his people are, well, at this point we can just go sign somewhere as a free agent this summer. We can do a sign-and-trade on July 1. So, like, why, if we want to go to the Nets, Maybe we don't want the Nets to get gutted like the Knicks got gutted for the Carmelo Anthony deal. Mm. You know, he wants to go there to win. So mm-hmm. I think at this point, Dwight is actually probably okay with them just finishing the year with him. But if you're Orlando, you know, remember, Orlando can do a sign and trade and get something for him in July. They don't have – this isn't their last chance oh. to get something back for him right now. Hey, what's your opinion of uh, one uh, Wardell Stephen Curry II? Would uh, – is, is he – if – if this Rondo for for Curry, is that a bad deal for Boston? I know there'd be other components involved, but all we hear about is Curry's ankle. But the guy yep. can shoot; he can he can hit his free throws, which is something we don't see from the point guard here in Boston. Would would they would that be a good deal? You know, you you mentioned it. Um, you mentioned it in in the ankle, and that has been a problem for a player that young yeah. who's had that many injuries. And been in and out of the lineup. Listen, I don't. I'm not a doctor. I don't know what. I don't know what those. I don't know what that foot looks like. But just from the feeling around the league, Orlando's had questions about it. You really want to. You want to take a guy who's been injured that much this early in his career. He's very good offensively. He scores the ball better than Rondo does. But there's a lot of things Rondo. Rondo's all-around game is superior to his. I. I don't see that as a kind of game-changing trade. That you, that you make for Rondo. I, I don't see that one for them. 
Adrian Wojnarowski, always a pleasure talking basketball with you. As I said to some of our uh, more erudite guests, we always feel smarter after we're done talking to you than before we did. So thanks for the time, Adrian. We appreciate it. Anytime, guys. I appreciate it. Adrian Wojnarowski, yahoosports.com with Dennison Callahan on the AT&T hotline. 4G LTE with speeds up to 10 times faster than 3G. AT&T, rethink possible. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ucalypt speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.